This is the Beige and the Bold, and today we are watching 11001001. I'm Van Velding, and I first saw this episode and all of its weird sex things when I was a kid, but then I instantly forgot about it, thank God. And this is my first time watching all of these weird sex things. Hey, how many times do you have to practice that binary bit? I was I was a childhood nerd. <laughs> so That's fair. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna go ahead and count down from eleven. Ten, one, engage. Oh, that's nice. So that was a good bit. I appreciate that. Ah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is this is Starbase footage from the movies, and they just slapped the Enterprise D in here, right? Yeah, because these Which, are just layers. Is this? A, I mean, that's something, though, isn't it? Like the things from a movie showing up in a TV, like that kind of connectivity in merchandise that seems like a big deal to me am i I making it a big deal when it isn't or um the longer the star trek franchise goes on the more things they have to draw from a lot of these models are from the movies right right but like the, the very notion that you made a thing in um in a movie and you're showing it in a tv show i mean i don't think that's ever been done really right oh licensing yeah, um, yeah. Like I mean, like usually, even though it's the same content, there's kind of like separate because people are weird, I guess. Um, no, I see what you're saying. There are props that get shifted around. I mean, we yeah. talked last week about the blinking tubes with no functions, but in terms of being the same thing, the same prop, the same idea, uh, going from a, a, a prop house owned by Paramount Television Studios, right, to being made. Well, this was also made by Paramount, I think. I'm not full, but with the I'm not sure what the full licensing deal is, but I believe CBS Television Studios has the Star Trek rights. Okay, and that is one reason that Paramount is releasing Star Trek movies. Okay, and at the same time, CBS is releasing a completely different Star Trek television show because uh, I like this airlock. I just like airlocks in general. <laughs> uh, I like it when a show acknowledges these things. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm so, you know I'm a big fan of the. Um the permission come on, come aboard bit um i just yes it's i, I guess I, I there's a part of me that enjoys courtesy and one of the things that is nice about the military is that they have courtesy baked in you got to do it whether you like it or not Call it part uh, of protocol there's ritual that takes all the chaos out of social interaction so i'm a big fan yeah <laughs> but uh this guy this commander he's gene dynarski he was in two episodes of the original series oh really okay oh uh, yeah he was the most actingest dilithium uh, miner, and then he was also one of the guys in the episode "What Were They Made of?" Fake Enterprise, yeah. so Kirk would give a woman a VD. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so. Yes, I mean we're getting introduced to these binaries here, and that's kind of neat. Um, their costumes yes. almost remind me of uh, like somewhat of a throwback um, to the uh, I don't remember what they were like the the black white the white black episode. I forget. The mm. um, just because the guys from Charon, yeah, yeah, because yeah. like there, what there kind is of kind of like this symmetry where they're two parts of a whole, and there's like a silver and a black kind of jazz. Um, but, but constructive interference instead of destructive. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they're they're pretty interesting little aliens. And early on in the first two seasons, uh, Starfleet's like, 
Yeah, no, for this one function of the Federation, we have an entire race that just loves doing yeah, that. Yeah, that, that, that just seems so convenient. And then, like, Riker's like, oh, the oh, binary... So this is engineering again. The... I want to talk about sets well, for a second. Well, no, no, no. I want to talk about how Riker's racist. <laughs> okay, but we'll get to that. There'll be plenty of time to talk about it. So this is engineering with the table taken out. And there's a central curved corridor that runs the length of the set, okay? okay. So on one end, you got engineering, which occasionally looks like a lounge. And bisecting that set is the short transporter room, Short transporter nook, and then opposite that is the long transporter corridor, which leads to uh, the transporter room. Okay. I haven't gotten to get all that out yet, and I think it's it was a good shot to do that. All right. Please well, go fair. on. No, no, it's I, I. He was being a racist, but I, I it, it was it was your thing was better. <laughs> That's fine. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I do. It, I, I have a question with regards to like uh, I don't know if you remember our aberrant campaign. Well, um, before Do I get into I that, your <laughs> <laughs> I know I know you you still have nightmares about this, uh, but um, I when when I saw this here, when I saw like Wesley doing the whole like data reading things really quickly, eye movement acting, um, mm-hmm. I expected that there was going to be something like these dudes are acting shady, and we don't know why, but they're just kind of acting shady, and there's some suspicion, but. Nothing gets explained. And so I was expecting that here we have, you know, Wonderkin Wesley is going to observe uh, the workload of like four of these aliens who just do this, who are basically alien cyborgs. And then he was going to say, oh, I, I figured out that they did a bad thing. And I'm going to have to fix it by myself because I'm a Wonderkin. Um, <laughs> but, that, but that doesn't happen. So I was pleasantly surprised. But that's what I was thinking was happening like at this point. I was... I was anticipating <laughs> just getting really, really mad. <laughs> it's a it's a very reasonable explanation. Uh, I especially like when they do a good job of having Wesley interface with. Yeah, because he's curious, and this is totally this is legit. Like this is fine for both uh, an ensign and a child. I'll know how often those two things overlap. Um, you know, to to want to <laughs> witness this because um, you know it's just out of his it's out of his day to day. Yeah. And there are times when Picard, like, they put the thing on the view screen, and there's a beautiful space thing, and Picard, 20, 30-year space veteran, gets out of his chair, and he meaningfully moves towards the view screen. He's like, oh, it's so beautiful. And you're like, that's good. We, I like it when this series is not afraid to be in awe of space. Yeah. But at the same time, Wesley is a great vehicle for that. Yeah, no, true story. Um, I mean, But I mean, I think... When you have, I mean, I, I don't, I can't think of a, a point in time when, uh, I mean, the last time I can think of that is at Dixon Hill where he's all like, oh, look, this is wonderful. I, I'm, a, I'm a big film noir nerd, uh, uh, detective nerd, but. The um, holodeck doesn't count. Yeah, yeah, the holodeck doesn't As I'm so, sure Riker would insist to us after this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he will. Um, no, but uh, I think it is important to, to have different characters uh, be able to show, kind of still be awe-inspired because it. It lends you, um, you know, bits and pieces of their motivation of why they're on the ship in the first place. You know, what kind of yeah. got them to where they are now. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. Especially, it's heavily implied throughout the series that this is a post-scarcity utopia. So why do people work? People work because working is healthy. Um, and because work is worth doing and needs doing. Yeah. Um, but why are these people specifically in Starfleet? These guys are some of the best. Yeah. They could do anything. Why are they... Why are they in the service? And this is that opposite corridor I was talking about. Yep. 
Um, I like this. And being, oh, it was <laughs> good. It's yeah. <laughs> I like. I like. I mean, obviously, I don't know what this is about, but I mean, it, it looks like some kind of combat thing. I just have. <laughs> I love how into it Warp is getting. He's like, yes, <laughs> we will take no prisoners. I will personally bathe in the blood of at least two of my uh, nemesis. It's a good bit. It's yeah. it gives them uh, downtime, and there's there's a good little idea in this exchange, which is just to tell you. That Worf and Yar hang out on their downtime. Yeah, which is, I mean, that's neat. Yeah, like they, they, they both kind of like like the martial side of life, if you will. Um, and I, I kind of like this. It's like, hey, listen, dude. Uh, I mean, you haven't been drinking beers with him lately, but <laughs> he's actually been kind yeah. of getting good at a sense of humor. So just don't um, yeah. don't, don't give him any hard times. <laughs> and this is the this is the end of that corridor where it turns into the burnished metal. Okay. Um, this is the very this is the opposite end from the. From the engineering, and it makes it makes a whole a whole arc, and medical is actually on this wall just on the other side of Riker. Oh, okay, cool. So that's where sick bay is. So anyway, um, I just wanted because again, this is a great episode for it. Yeah, you yeah. Have so many I empty mean, corridors, and they they stretch the sets. Yeah, it's true, and there is kind of like a. I guess we see more different things in the corridors than we would have before. Oh yeah, they they do great. They do great work making all of this simple stuff seem great. Uh, this is Data's. No, no, no. This is this is actually still sick bay. But anyway, the place where Yar and Worf exited to the right there that that leads right to the holodeck doors oh, okay. or slash cargo bay doors. Um, so it's, it's a very it, small container. Isn't this like the meeting room? Like I feel like they just commandeered a meeting room for Jordy to teach Data how to paint. Uh, and they this did. is like, and this is funny. Oh man, Riker! Riker's such a dick. He's like, oh yeah, he here's such a, a dick. Here's a blind dude teaching the android how to paint. It's got to be worth a few pages, am I right? <laughs> like, get out of here! Uh, Just why are you be such a jerk, you piece of? Ugh. It's, it's supposed to be clever, but it feels really complicated. Yeah, and like he does that yeah. smile, like that baby face smile, like he knows something that no one else does. Um, yeah. and I, I mean, I like all of the personal touches here. Data and Jordy, who are friends. Yeah, I, I like think that. I think they referenced once before this. No, 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 not yet, not yet. They haven't referenced. So I think this is the first time it's really explicit that those two are hanging out together. I, I, I like how I like <laughs> I like how uh, Crusher is just super into cybernetics. He's like, yeah. no, you don't understand. He lectured and cybernetics plus regeneration. Oh my god, I, I got to talk to him. <laughs> That's the deal. She's excited. <laughs> yeah, which is good. Uh, I mean, like it's. It's a little, it's a little off-putting because it, it kind of feels like we don't yeah. have any gray area. We're just seeing like black and white from her so far. Yeah, um, and they, yeah, yeah. I, I would like to see more kind of like human moments. <laughs> like, like what does she do when she's not nerding out about medical stuff or or being a mom to Picard? Exactly. Well, okay, okay, to Picard <laughs> as well. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no. Wesley, <laughs> Wesley raises himself. We've already established this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so where are we going? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I like that she doesn't just do her job. She's enthusiastic about it. And new yeah. things are happening. And she wants to learn. And learning is her recreation. Yeah. Um, for Yar and Worf, like, kind of what they do is this physicality. And that's also kind of their job. But it's also something they like doing. Yeah, well, yeah. Um, and and, and it, it is a pleasurable thing. Like, it's a pleasurable thing yeah. to kind of, like, when you have a body that you make it a point to, to have to be athletic with, um, you know, pushing it to the limits or having some kind of sport where you can kind of, you know, take it for a test drive, if you will, um, is, mm-hmm. is a good feeling. 
You know, I um, I make a lot of fun of this series for like their obsession of the 20th century America for obvious reasons. Um, like, how does he know what a jazz bar in like New Orleans looked like? I mean, it, I guess, I mean, I guess all, I mean, all he's ever he's never gotten direct knowledge of this, right? <laughs> I I assume there are themes bars. We got 50s cafes too. I mean, I've. Yeah, I mean, I just... It's, it's like that guy in Fallout 4 telling you how they play baseball and people clobber each other with the bats. <laughs> <laughs> I like how he says a bone for him. I'm like, what a nerd. <laughs> yeah. He was a band it's... nerd. That's his secret. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... Sorry, I can only imagine that his first song is going to be Whalers on the Moon. Just... <laughs> I, do, I do like... I do like how... Uh, or Happy Birthday. I do like how... Um, so this this weekend this is a very sexist scene about um Riker like telling some other dude to program his sex bot for the night. Um it's you know he's like it's truly ex- it's it's ugh, it's pretty off-putting. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like what are you here for? Like it just like he's like, yeah, I want to play jazz, and but he's like, oh no, he's so preoccupied with the woman he's playing jazz for that you know that he's just gonna put his dick in her. I that that's an interesting question, right? Because um, obviously you have porn, and we I want to talk about this in the context of video games because, I mean, you have character creation in video games, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. And then and then you have um, the the issue of females in video, the portrayal of women in video games. Yeah. And where they have to be, they're often somewhat attractive. So in in the holodeck is a mix of those things, right? Yeah. Where what he just did with Minuet is he's making a character. He also wants a sexy well, he, woman in this video game. He yeah yeah well, but it's just like when you create a, an avatar, it's it's your avatar. Like that's the thing you're going to control exactly. Um, and usually, exactly. like all the NPCs, which Minuet is, um, <laughs> is yes, but. You do make a good point that if I'm going to create a, a sex game where, <laughs> you know, like where I just want to, you know, get my rocks off, then I probably, uh, you know, I may want to create myself, but I also would want to create my partner as well. Um, so in that respect, I could see that. It's just the clinical That's, nature of it. Oh, there's there's a lot to talk about in this episode, but what's a knockout <laughs> like you doing in a computer yeah. <laughs> like this? I think passes the bar. There's a lot of bad flirting in Star Trek The Next Generation. A lot of it. Yeah. I don't know if that's so bad it's good or if it's actually passably good. I mean, it, it, it's uh, kind of one of those things that it goes bad and it's really bad and then it kind of <laughs> turns around to good again. Because you don't know if he's like being serious or not. Like You're like, hey, yeah. I'm kind of poking fun at this. I know that this is a computer simulation. But then like he has this weird like look and he's kind of like... Oh no no, it's different this time. I'm gonna I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna go all the way this time. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I never lost the virginity of my heart in the holodeck. Before. <laughs> my heart virginity, as yeah, they call yeah, it, yeah. the spacers call it. Um, so yeah, and again, I credit Frakes entirely for whether or not that line works. Yeah, but 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 going back to the central question, but say say he's not in here specifically. He's in here to to be at a jazz bar, right? Well, yeah. To so drink, then it doesn't to take in the atmosphere. No, obviously not, because he's so preoccupied with how the woman that he's playing jazz for looks. Like, what? So, who cares what his audience looks like if you're here to play jazz? So the there's an atmosphere that you want to create there. So at, at exactly what point does this go from atmospheric yet titillating adventure? 
to actual sex program. And I think when, that happens before Riker gets his dick out. <laughs> I yeah, just don't know ha- where that happens, line is. It happens, happens the second he said jazz and blondes don't go well together. Like, you somehow can't have blonde hair and enjoy jazz, you stupid jagass. Uh... Like, I, I don't. Well, no, he's saying that jazz and blondes don't go together because he's using code to say, "Hey, listen, I don't like blondes in this jazz setting." Um, that 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 would be a fairly interesting case of objectification, right? Where he's like, "Look, she is here to make this place more jazzy and to play to the theme." See, I don't get that. Um, I, I don't get that at all. That doesn't track with me. I mean, the minute he starts talking about like, "Oh, we need more of this, more of that on the woman," it's not about jazz anymore because. He doesn't even need an audience to play jazz. Um, well, he he's needing this. He could stand in his quarters and play on trombone with uh, with an audio track. Well, well, no, I mean that's a little bit different because he is playing part of jazz is kind of improv, and so having a band to improv with when you play jazz that is there is some nuance there. Um, but the algorithms that generate improvisational supporting music could just be done as easily in his quarters. Uh, true. That, true story. It. I mean, what, that, that's, certainly, that's certainly possible. Why make a tiny Italian plumber? Why not just make a little <laughs> um, sprite box and it goes up and down and there are bad guy outlined. You have to avoid the bad guy hitboxes or only hit the tops of them. Like, are, we why, do, are, wh- you, are you doing a rock star? Is this, are we... Are we making uh, Hollow Deck the um, what is it? What was that game called? Uh, where you played like a mu- musical instrument, the guitar, Guitar Hero. That was it. Rock Band or Guitar Hero. What I'm saying is, um, why are there textures on completely identical Mario blocks? Um, because you want to be immersed in a, a weird setting. You want things to have analogous meaning, and that that's what this adventure. <laughs> In jazz, <laughs> I see. I, in, I, I, in I like that. I was like, well, I, I, I'm not convinced, but I mean, we don't have to kind of deconstruct it all. Um, right. But the, I, I, I do like how that that fat dude's like, hey, don't quit your day job. He's like, hey, listen, I'm programmed to know what jazz trombonist should be, and you're not it, dude. <laughs> he, I, there, there's so much steam behind Riker. Um, like this episode kind of started sucking on his dick before Minuet showed yeah, up. Yeah, no joke. Um, <laughs> and so I'm glad that they they stop and take uh, have a moment to take the piss. Yeah, yeah. But I if agree. if something is visually appealing in a game or in a book or in a movie, but then it then becomes sexually gratifying, right? There's a continuum. Like, what is that line? Uh, in in you know, how do we define that and how do we say, hey, look, I don't like things that are on it or near it or ever so located in reference to that? Well, line. I mean, I think the line is based on culture and culture is based on the input of a lot of different people. And so you're never going to have like a clearly defined line. You'll just have like generally acceptable things until someone else um, comes in, gives you their opinion and throws off the average. Um you know, or culture shifts or whatever. I mean, it's, it's constantly evolving. So knowing that line and being able to write it in stone, I don't think it's possible. Um, I, sorry, please continue. No, I, I was I was just saying that. Uh, actually, I lost my train of thought there. But yeah, I, mean, I don't sorry. think it's possible. I have a firm belief that almost anything humans can conceive of can be described in words. As a general rule, at the very least. Oh, that's that's a pretty notion. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's a nice one. I keep it in my holiday. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is uh, not bad dance acting as well. I mean, I, I mean, they're really dancing. Um, yeah, I, I think this is kind of good. I, I think they're definitely selling. Uh, I mean, mm-hmm. we've only 
we've only gotten like as far as like male to female interaction, um, we've only gotten the whole uh, Picard and the secretary in the Dixon Hill novel. Um, golly, really, dude? Okay, anyway. <laughs> so, um, okay, one for starters, <laughs> she is a honeypot program version one point zero. <laughs> well, what, what, so what I'm saying is, is that they were able to. Um, they were able to. They're selling me on. She's not your run of the mill NPC, hollow deck NPC. Like, right? Um, she, she is kind of putting more. They're giving her some kind of dialogue and characterization that is uh, that seems to have more depth, or at least I can believe has more depth than usual. Uh, for him to ask how how real are you? Um, mm. Although, uh, you know, like she she kind of does. At first, it seems like, oh, yeah, cool. Introduce me. Like, we're going to play this whole boyfriend-girlfriend thing up. And then... Um, she's his date. Well, she's... But she's a somewhat self-aware hologram program. Because, like, right now she's speaking French, and she later explains that she accessed uh, memory banks and just spoke French yeah. to him. And so she kind of knows that she's a program, but she's still playing the whole date thing. It, it it it's a, the line gets fuzzy as far as like where your immersion is and where it isn't. But this whole like I, her, like when when she invites him and there are like two of them now, that's where things start getting weird. You know what I mean? Like no, like for, like so. Um, I I I believe the minute Picard walks in here, we dissolve any weird sexual things that are happening. No, no, no. As Picard politely pretends Riker doesn't have a boner. <laughs> um, He's no, seen it before. I, I agree that, but like I meant as far as like the plot of the story is where things get weird, you know, because we already talked about like Picard and him had like this little one on one. It's like, oh yeah, this is what I do in my downtime. He's like, well, what do you do? And he's like, oh, I just, you know, I just wherever it takes me, which is apparently code for just whacking it in the object. <laughs> apparently, apparently that is code for wherever it takes me. Is that is that why that's the Bud Light catchphrase right yeah, now? Probably. Wherever the night takes yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be a holodeck with an empty six-pack. <laughs> He's going to have a beer gun before the night's over. Um, mm-hmm. You know, but so here, the notion that this holodeck program is is entertaining both of these men starts kind of, he's like, wait a minute, this is kind of weird as far as like, maybe a red flag shows up or maybe it doesn't. Um, at least for me. Um, I like this. I'm awaiting inspiration. <laughs> it's, it's just cute. I, lo- I love Data and Jordy, yeah. man. They're just great. And so, yeah, it's great. I also like, you know, they, they do let Wesley watch the entire ship uh, for a lot of this episode. I mean, they're in Starbase, so, I mean, it's not it's not ridiculous. Well, I mean, I would imagine, like, I would imagine that's just kind of, like, it's more of, like, his nerd thing. Like, I mean, he's an instant, so yeah. he has, I guess, all, he's ha- has access to all the decks an instant has access to. And then he can just be there, like it's no big deal. He's not gonna throw a wacky party like a Ferris Bueller's Day Off in Enterprise Edition. Um, that makes sense. But um, it, it is kind of weird because you would expect on a Starbase there's just a whole bunch of fun things to do. You know, I <laughs> yarn yarn wharf go and play some kind of yeah. space sports ball thing. Well, you always leave. Um, there are, but you always leave someone on watch. Like engineering oh, yeah, should not be abandoned. Like ever, okay. like that—that's antimatter, y'all. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, no joke. This could be a bomb at any moment. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. So it—it it makes sense to me. They're like, no, we're going to keep. You know, there's going to be a duty roster for all the ensigns, and they got to stand on the bridge and kind of run yeah. things. Um, and it'll be—it'll be good for their quals. Yeah. And 
um, you know, they'll, they'll get a little bit of command as they get to sort of faux run the ship. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, Wesley's in that rotation as, as an ensign, as an acting yeah. ensign. And, you know, maybe pull some strings or whatever. But, yeah, it's kind of cool. And I love, I yeah. love how he's just being a, like, he's like, I, I'm a competent kid, like, I know stuff, but he's not, like, trying to be the smartest guy in the room. So one of my yeah. aversions to, like, Wesley is that when, when you're around programmers, or maybe even nerds in general, there's always... There, there's always this um, pecking order that feels like it has to be established. Like people just yeah. try to become the smartest guy in the room. They don't just let people have their moments. They a may be a good at something, b may be good at something. Just let it happen. Yeah. Don't. And so, anytime <laughs> Wesley's like, "No, actually," I'm like, "Shut, Wesley, sit down." Like, I don't yeah. care. Here he's actually like, well, why don't we do yeah, this? Yeah. And Data's like, yeah, no, we... He's collaborating they're... as part of a team. I'm like, yes, this is how you problem solve, Wesley. They're actually <laughs> using him to explore, uh, to, to oh, provide exposition. Oh, they're using Wesley's ignorance to provide exposition. Yeah, and that's, and that's good because it still reminds you that even though he's, he, he magically knows things, um, he's still a kid that can, yeah. um, that can be out of, out of his depth. Yeah. Although it is kind of, I, I kind of expected him to like, or at least someone to kind of be, um, you know, just at the gate of the holodeck, like making sure everyone kind of gets off. But well, I guess they all know what to do, right? I mean, it's, this is, yeah. they run evacuation drills, I'm sure. The holodeck um, should probably shut off and do like red alert to evacuate holodeck. Yeah. But it didn't because of binars. So, I like these guys suit up and, uh roll in here together because yeah. they're hanging out yeah i kind of would have like, loved them to like have just a little nod like she comes in with like a, a headband <laughs> and like Worf has like some <laughs> blood on his arm like on his eye or something like yeah. like a headbutt he gave someone like just just a little yeah. nod to like hey the things they were doing before and the, there is there is some urgency to this situation um, i don't think Worf headbutts people while he's playing <laughs> sports anymore <laughs> Um, he's been disqualified so, too many times. <laughs> um, data though, uh, it's good to see him do command stuff. Yeah, no, I, I agree. He's basically in command. Yeah. Um, so. and I, I like, I like how, um, I mean, they don't really kind of call it out. Uh, but you know, he, he says like, Hey, look, I'm, I'm making the right call, um, based on all the information that I have. Um, yep. We later find out that it isn't the right call because there was there was subterfuge that he did not detect. But sometimes yeah. that happens. That's that's the way life works. Yeah. Based on all available information, it's qualified. Yeah. Well, I'm just I'm wish... just saying that you can you, you know just because you make the right call in one instance doesn't mean it's objectively the right call. Yeah. So I I kind of wish there was less data in this scene and more of everyone else. Is he like the was he like the ranking officer on the ship? Like I, I assume. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Data is the second officer of the Enterprise. Okay. Um, realistically, a ship that size, you probably have two commanders. Yeah. Um, just just for duty shifts, right? Because what's what's the duty ship look like? I mean, you, you need to have a commander on duty. Um, you know, you you would assume six six hour shifts, eight hour shifts, something like that. Um, so you'd want to have like. Command personnel around. I mean, I, I worked on Derek barges. So, um, you know, you had like off times where the, the superintendent was asleep or whatever. Yeah. And you had to wake that guy up for every single thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is rough. And so, you know, maybe not, you know, obviously f- 
a full rotation of XOs. Like there's a night shift here. Yeah. But, um, and again, this is the central corridor curves a little to the right. This is the, the transporter with the corridor room on the right. Uh, (laughs) corridor with the transporter room. Yeah. They're moving pretty fast. I do like how they kind of let, they give a little space, you know, and, and I, I, I didn't appreciate pacing until I got older as far as like the pacing of, um, you know, anything in movies of just a narrative in general. And they did a lot of stuff, like they did a lot of things <laughs> and it was fast paced. And then that like little tour through the corridor showing all the red lights blinking gave yeah. you that kind of few beats to kind of digest like all the things that went on without there being a commercial break. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's... um. Yeah, a lot of stuff did happen really quickly. Yeah, and so then and then we go from that to this, and you're like, "Whoa, yeah, it's kind of it's a little jarring, but it it looks like it's designed to be." Um, or transition, it goes for this scene just got more intimate, right? Yeah, they're well, not just in I a mean, bar together. Did it? <laughs> like, I don't know. It's kind of it's like got <laughs> more intimate if you're comfortable with Picard watching you. <laughs> not romantically intimate. What I mean is. Um, intimate in the fact that the, you know two people in a bar is an intimate scene. Um, everyone else leaves at the bar becomes more intimate, right? Like when someone in a movie rents a bar for a holiday or whatever. Uh, and now these three people have an entire starship to themselves, so it just became much more intimate, oh, much more saying. isolated. Yeah, yeah, and I think that I think the band is also gone. Um, yeah. Um, I think that that whole shot was supposed to be. I like this. I like how they like the jigs up, um, yeah. and and they they switch into command mode, uh, which I think is just good. Men, of, right. Men of action. <laughs> yeah, no, there is there is a ten ten hour loop of these guys walking through the corridor to like the the synth music <laughs> that's played. Is there really? As, as it's pretty great. That's and pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I, I believe it's the shot that's coming up when they're going to the armory. They're just like bebopping through the corridor and then reverse it and play it back. And it's great. It's funny. You just put it in a loop and watch it forever. <laughs> um, these two in step, march I, in the corridor. I do like how they're working it out. Like they're working it out with the computer. Like you can you can get a sense of their problem solving process. Um, I mean, obviously, if I had more knowledge of just like the essential systems of the enterprise. But like, how he's like, okay, I want to know where we are. I want, uh, I want to know who's on board. I want to know what happened. I want to know where we are. You know, like you, you get that sense of like what they're, they're doing uh, before they even yeah. step out of the holodeck. Like they're trying to get as much data as possible. Yeah, and that's a hard thing to do because w- the audience already knows this. Yeah. So these guys need to be brought up to speed in a, a direct, entertaining manner without making it look like they read the script. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it works here. Well, yeah, because they, they, they sprinkle a little bit of stuff that the audience doesn't know that is going to the binars thing. We knew something was up, but we didn't know what. Like your first um your first clue was just the the magnetic field regenerating and Jordy's <laughs> like, That's BS, you know, that can't happen. <laughs> um and uh I think the other clue was just when they said, Hey, is well actually the clue before that was um, hey, is everyone off of the Enterprise? And computer's like, yep. And you're like, nah. <laughs> computer, the computer's evasive about it, which is pretty great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think this is also the first time they use Majel Barrett's voice as the voice of the computer. Oh, okay, neat. Um, and she'll be the voice of the computer for years to come and almost all the stars. Oh, shows. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, where are we going with this? Yes, right. So 
The deal is, though, I think this is a pretty soundly written episode in terms of characterization. Um, yeah, and, it just it just like Riker is just yeah. like overly like he's just a, a horn dog. <laughs> <laughs> Two men ready for action. Yeah, the walk. So. Um, I, he's just a horn dog, and I just wish I, I didn't have to know that. Like I, I don't yeah. I don't feel like it's important. I don't, I don't just it's if any any producer is listening to this, you, I don't need to know the sexual activities of any people you put in stories. Like it's not <laughs> if you're if you have good writers working for you, it's not necessary for me to know their sexual proclivities or how they you know bump uglies behind closed doors. Um. That's that's worth unpacking, but I'm gonna say that for Riker's emotional arc, which is like really hard to swallow. Yeah, uh, like I hated the movie Her on principle. I didn't watch it. Oh. I'm just like people anthropomorphize robots too much anyway. Well, I mean, I mean humans do that in general. Like you can put yeah, you can well, put eyes on a thing and like have like sounds come out of it, and we'll start thinking it's a person. Look, we don't need to further that. Through the beautiful biological mechanics of Riker's penis, I just no, I agree. I, um, I don't buy the emotional hook, is what I'm saying. Oh no, all you, the other and character bits were great. Like he, and he says, like, "Oh, I could love Minuet." I'm like, "Oh, cool." So you're just going to tell us that instead of show us? Got it? Um, yeah, and 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 that is my point. I, I like this the story for this, but there's really not enough Minuet to drive it yeah drive I, I mean what, what I I don't know so I think I think maybe um, Doctor Who did this once or twice where it's like a thing that happens inside of the TARDIS happens outside of the TARDIS and it shouldn't or whatever but like in yeah. this particular like if they went the route of hey the binars reprogrammed the holodeck and now the whole ship can like manifest a holodeck manifestation and then that in turn had Minuet like doing all this other stuff like fill in some gaps um, I would have bought it. Like I would have bought it, hook, line, and sinker. Um, but um, you, you, if you want to put more minuet here, um, I you know I just don't. Uh, I don't know if I get. Like like I just don't. I don't even buy like how like the whole setup is. Like he wanted to do jazz things. Um, I, I don't think he wanted to do jazz things. I just I think that was just a very small amount of foreplay. <laughs> oh, I, see. I see. No, 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 no. As as a man who appreciates his gay erotica, I can understand the need for a framing device because, like, you know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely. The, the, there's only so many weird pizzas you can order before it gets old. <laughs> two two guys who've had their muscles described by the narrative have just met. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there are a thousand permutations on that theme, but yeah. you know how it's going to end. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, I I can. I can see that interpretation. I don't believe that. Um, I, we we do see later that Riker does like playing the trombone. He does kind yeah. of like jazz. I mean, I mean that that's something. Um, I mean, just the fact that that he unironically said and get a bone for me um, when referencing the trombone as musical instrument, and he picked the trombone as the musical instrument shows that it's. Uh, you know that 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 he wasn't trying to be cool. <laughs> that he had some sort of like emotional investment. An unguarded moment. Yeah. Um, although I like how we get in a little bit of guilt here from Jord, uh not Jordy Data, uh, even yeah. though Data's not supposed to be human. Um, so here's the deal: is that getting Picard was just like a, a twofer, right? 
For the binars. Yeah. Also, I do like their little solution here. Like, we're both going to be at the same time, different spots. Hope one of us is a diversion. But they don't know which one. I really like that that plan. It's good. It's good. Uh, that, that is a nice little bit here. I, I mean, the reason there's not any minuet is because they want these action scenes. Right? And I think they're worth keeping in. I think they're good scenes. It's, it's an interesting story. Yeah. Um, and I think we get to see a lot of cool things with Picard and Riker doing stuff together as pals. Yeah. Um, I, I think, uh, I think it's fine. I mean, I just, the, 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 I guess the amount of time they spend trying to figure out this message, I just don't know exactly. It it feels like they're just trying to like fill up some time. Like it didn't feel (laughs) like it gave me anything. Um, Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll grant that. I mean, you could have done like a, like, I, I probably would have liked to see, like, oh, here's, like, a data cube. But the data cube in the thing, like, data transfer happens. Bing, bang, boom. Everyone wins. But then there's still, mm-hmm. like, a, like, they do more of the wrap-up. Like, hey, Binars, you did a thing. Um, that's bad. So uh, off to detention with you. Or maybe, like, some emissaries. Like, hey, listen, we understand blah, 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 blah happened. Um, we'll, we're willing to give you X technology we never shared with the Federation before. As a result of blah, blah, blah. Like, just some kind of a little bit of wrap-up. If you needed to fill that time, instead of just them working out a puzzle that we don't really, they don't really need to work out. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, the Binars are the IT department of Starfleet. <laughs> oh, is that true? <laughs> Always making changes they don't tell you about to the system. Oh. Obsessive about not writing passwords down. <laughs> <laughs> Hijacking company gear for their own shit. They they make the they leave you clues though. How do they leave clues? Oh, if you were smart enough. <laughs> oh man, I can tell you, dude. System admins are the worst. They're just so snooty. Oh, it makes me want to slap. Because <laughs> like, if you're like a, if you're just a not computer, like if you're not a programmer, you don't know anything about computers, and a system admin comes in and does his whole power trip, you're like, all right, fine, whatever. I got to deal with it. Uh, but when you know like how to do their job. And they get snooty with you. You're like, dude, listen. <laughs> like, I need you to, I need you to stop right now and listen to what I'm telling you. Know that I did all the stuff that that you know you, you're gonna try to do, and I need you to fix my problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, the computer needs two people to fix it, though, right? Well, I mean, she's he's saying that uh, he's yeah. I mean, no. I mean, it's a good point. Um, they yeah, like. It, he was supposed so why to be they plan a, for two people. Yeah, that's a good point. That is a really yeah. good point. At first, I thought, I thought there was something else there, but no, you're, you're right. Um, he, she she says that Picard was a fortunate accident, but maybe yeah. they had like a plan B to get Picard here or someone else here. <laughs> but when Picard came in, they're like, oh, whoop, new plan. We have paid a five year old Andorian three dollars <laughs> to assist with this. Like, was there no one, like, who's, like, I know the planet Binar is probably not, like, a laugh and a half. Well, Binus, and, I'm sorry. and here's the other thing. Like, was no one vacationing there? Well, what I don't get is, how are they dying? Like, it doesn't make sense. Because if they have all of the information they need from their planet on the Enterprise, why can't they just use that information to not die? Like, the way they're going to use it when they install that information back to their planet. Like, what's, what's the difference? We don't know that. We just know it's that, a, oh, it's a, things happened. It's a zip file. <laughs> they, it's, it's compressed, Derek. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> they, 
It's not, it's not a raw data file. I mean, come on, that wouldn't fit. You know that. I mean, yeah. <laughs> come on. Like it is. It is weird that. Hello, we are from the computer planet. Yeah. Our entire huge computer can fit into your ship computer. Doesn't that sound like a lot of bullshit? Yeah, that, oh, it, sounds, yes, it does. It kind of is. And it kind of <laughs> feels like, okay, and if that was the case, if let's say it's all compressed, then it seems like you would at least like have like some kind of weird like portable computer that could keep four binars running. <laughs> you know, like just... <laughs> you know, like, something, something that get these guys, you know, like like a... You know, just off the grid, like off of their grid to where they can just kind of, you know, bebop along and not have to worry about stuff. Or, or at least like something that can uncompress and then recompress information. Um, that way they can just operate and not just pass out. Because it just seems like a, they didn't think this plan through. They did not. I, You know, as a guy whose computer's been intermittent and who uses Google Drive, but refuses to install the Google Drive program, lets me edit things in the <laughs> Yeah. I can sympathize with their problem. <laughs> you know, I guess that's, I guess it's fair. Like maybe one of them had like a browser history they didn't want to like leave. Look, on I, Enterprise. I just heard it corrupts your. <laughs> I heard it corrupts your uh, your your liver drive. Your I, liver I, I drive. gotta use my liver drive. <laughs> well, see, here's the deal. Like my, my like I have an abnormal liver, and you know, like if I ever want to drink Andorian whiskey again, I can't just let my driver, uh, you know, be corrupted by the Enterprise mainframe. It just. I just, I, I, I have to, I just, I'm not going to install it. I just can't. <laughs> you know, I, I know it puts the existence of all of our peoples at risk into the hands of two random humans, but <laughs> I heard it makes your orgasms less cool. <laughs> yeah. Decreases sensitivity. I, mean, I, I, I just want to install it. I want to do it. <laughs> so, yeah. And like, I mean, this is where you get confirmation that it's, it's centrally a, an in, an information thing because the once the computers rebooted they're like they're all like giggles and smiles like yeah everything wins boop boop beep, boop beep, boop boop <laughs> yeah fixed it amazing so uh I almost like here they are like kind of giving like a little bit of a wrap up hey we express our gratitude I was almost like oh yeah but you're gonna they're never gonna be punished and they're like oh well we're actually gonna be punished um whatever you need I'm like oh cool nice that you yeah. you at least thought that out to accept the consequences of your actions. Yeah. They're like, it's justified, but you're still going to face charge. Is that Jenna Maroney? Is the second one from the left Jenna fucking Maroney? I don't know. Who's Jenna, it's dro- who's Jenna Maroney? J- Jane Krakowski. She played Jenna Maroney in 30 Rock. Oh, it just, wow. It just yeah. looks like her. Yeah. No, you're... Um, I mean, she can't be that young, though. This is this is the 90s. This is, this is J- Jane Krakowski circa 1988. Oh. So, it was a long time ago. Yeah, but she's not that small. I mean, you can't you can't grow that much, unless they're doing like some weird camera trick stuff. How, how tall are the binars in the foreground, Derek? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's fair. How tall is Jane Krakowski? She she's always standing next to Tracy Morgan. We don't know how tall Tracy Morgan is, yeah. except that we see him standing next to Tina Fey. So it's it's it, it could be like a, a not not Picasso the. <laughs> Uh, illusion guy. I love this. The, uh, I like Escher, how MC Escher. Yeah, Escher. I like how he's like, oh man, I have, this takes me back doing the whole. And he's doing like <laughs> the hunt and pack thing, like he's like, <laughs> like the old guy yeah. typing. It's good. It's 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 a human yeah. moment from Picard, and he's like, nah, nah, I'm gonna, I've done this before. Let's do this. And he's like, ha, yeah. look at that, still got it. <laughs> <laughs> he probably had to do it to qual as the to qualify as the Enterprise commander, but. Um, well, yeah, but just knowing yeah. that you can do it and being qualified to do it. I mean, this I don't know. It was nice. True. I liked it. True. What are they standing here for? Like, they're just, I guess, like, 
ah, home is back home, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> everyone's happy. It turned out okay. Well, it's just, it you looked just, like they, were, they weren't they were forming, they weren't standing in like any kind of organic way. It looks like they were just, <laughs> like, like it's like, all right, you stand here, you stand here. It's like standing for a picture kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. And like, why did so, Crusher leave? Like, what was she going to do? <laughs> like, it wasn't a medical thing. Yeah, like, like she had to make sure they were okay. What if they'd been taken over by an energy being and she had to do absolutely nothing about it? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> what if she had to exposit? She could have exposited for. And then so Riker's like, yeah, now I'm getting my minuet on. Yeah, I'm about to get there, my dick wet. There should be a pop-up when he walks in. <laughs> Look, you're loading from a save, uh, but the mod is no longer installed. Yeah, so the, will be yeah lost. the mod's no longer installed. Be... <laughs> That's good. Um, yeah, and like he's like, look at his face. I mean, he the uh, Freak sells this. He's like, what? No, my oh my good, my super cool sex bot's gone. Oh man, <laughs> yeah. I was so gonna, I was just gonna do so many bad things to her. I like this. This scene is again, Freaks does great with it, but it's just such a real meaningful sad scene, and you're like. She's like a hologram. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that was the weirdest thing of all. He's like, he's like, wow, she knows everything about me, and she knows what I want her to say before I even realize it. And it's like, he's like, I think I, I could just, love her. I'm like, okay, so you're like, this is some real doll shit. What you're telling me, <laughs> like, I feel like, like you don't want to have like, a human relationship. Well, like when he was growing up in Anchorage. And there was like he he was on the bus in the mornings as a kid, and there was like a busty mural. Yeah. Like, every day he passed it, and then one day they took it down. I feel like he felt that bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah, like his favorite insane. girl or whatever. And maybe it had, like, a really pretty girl on it, and then he's like, one day I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna get a girl like that, or something. Yeah, I mean, there's so much more to unpack for that episode, but, um... Yeah, I mean, anyway, and, I, yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, I had a great bit about, like, a Vulcan in a Hawaiian shirt just standing alone <laughs> on Binus while everybody's dying. <laughs> It's like, hey, I can totally help you out, guys. Just tell me what I have to do. And they just can't, like, the the speech program was, like, the first to go or whatever. <laughs> no, no, all due respect to vets, uh, veterinarians. He's like, I'm a veterinarian. I don't know. <laughs> I apologize. Yeah, I, only <laughs> I work exclusively with cell hats. This seems sad. Where's the McDonald's? Computer, where is the make? Oh, why is the computer not responding to me? <laughs> I'll have a number one hundred and one with cheese. Oh, Sorry, last binary joke. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fair. That's good. I appreciate them. Um, where are we going here? Uh, okay, final thoughts. Final thoughts on one one zero zero one one zero. Um, yeah, I like what you said earlier. Is is I, I feel like pretty legit. Um, I was surprised. Uh, I I I think that this is pretty well well written. Uh, I could have done without um, Riker's you know, preoccupation with the sexiness and then somehow his weird connection that he made in like under five minutes with a hologram that is apparently their soulmate somehow. I don't know. Um, you know, you know what would have worked uh-huh. if instead of minuet where like he dials her up, he goes into the jazz bar and there's Morden Solis for mass effect. And he's like, <laughs> do you sing jazz? Only sometimes commander. And <laughs> And there's like a little HUD where he gets to pick one. And, and, and events happen. So then he comes back and there's Morden, but it's like the Mass Effect 3 voice Morden. Yeah. Where it's a little, it's not quite right. Yeah. And you're like, oh, it's not the same Morden. It's still good. Yeah. It's still going to cry. 
Uh, did you kill him, number one? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Renegade all the way, <laughs> oh, but I mean, yeah. still, so sad. So sad. Um, but I, I did... I'd have bought that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I bet you would have. I was surprised about Wesley. I was glad to see that Wesley was used as a way to, you know, collaborate with other members of the crew. He wasn't just like this, like, oh, I, I, I have a big, you know, I'm a superhero. Yeah. I've come to save the day. You know, here's, here's all the knowledge you need. Yeah, it was a good use of Wesley. I agree. Um, and they they do learn to dial him down a little. Okay, good. Thank God. Jeez. So. <laughs> all right. So yeah. Uh, so it was it was good. I just all, all the weird rocker being a jackass and sex stuff I could have done without. Um, yeah. But beyond that, it was good. So yeah. Final thoughts. One one zero zero one zero zero one would have been better with Morton Solis. That's my final thought. So <laughs> sounds good. next week we're doing too short a season. Right, so here, um, this is what Netflix gives me. Um, There's uh, Picard looking concerned, and it looks like uh, Geordi's giving him some kind of um, direction. Like they're using Geordi. Tell me what your Geordi eyes see. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Um, fair. And then, um, you know, he's kind of like, oh, the secret is in that direction. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And so, and we, we get this one sentence. The Enterprise transports an elderly Starfleet Admiral to negotiate a hostage crisis. Um, you know, can I be honest? That sounds like a pitch from a Star Trek Mad Libs. <laughs> I mean, uh, I don't, I don't know exactly. I don't, I don't know. I mean, we've done the hostage crisis before in the original series, right? There's been a whole bunch of, uh, we go to the prison planet and, um, they're being reformed, but in a, in a whacked up way. And really it's the doctor who's jacked up. Um, yeah, I kind of see that. Um, I, I don't know what this is going to be about. Um, I mean, hostage crises. Um, it's hard to know. It's pretty vague. Uh, yeah, it's pretty vague. I, you know, I'll, I'll I'll try to give this one. I mean, it, it, I should give it the benefit of the doubt, and we'll just see what's up. Um, so I'm, I'm, yeah. we'll, and, we'll we'll see what happens. And so we will see uh, next week. And until then, remember, remember Rand. Hey, I'll make this less than 60 seconds because no one likes credits. Star Trek is owned by CBS Television Studios and Paramount Pictures. We're watching this on Netflix streaming, talking over Skype, and recording our conversation with Alamoto Call Recorder. All editing is done with Audacity, the free audio editor and recorder, and our files are hosted on vanvelding.com. With DreamPress hosting, run with WordPress. Thank you, and remember,